Welcome to the Carpe Diem Podcast with Matt and Jared. I'm Matt. And I'm Jared. And it's a great day to seize the day. Welcome back. Carpe Diem Podcast. Jared, how's how's your week been? We're a little late on this thing, getting it going. A little late, a little late. You know, life happens, but uh, we're here today. Yeah, that's right. I went out of town and um, went up to Washington, D.C., had a good time up there. Had a little vacay, mini vacay. Any you, cool things you'd like to share that happened? Maybe? I'm gonna tell you that we um, in the mall area in like downtown or whatever, where all the monuments and stuff are. Uh, they have these scooters that you can rent, and it's like on your phone. You have an app or whatever, and that's the first time I've ever experienced that. And man, I'm gonna tell you that's the way to see it because you can see all them monuments in just a few hours, whereas if you were walking, it would take you all day. And saves your legs. And, and feet saves too. your legs from all that walking and everything, man. And it really wasn't that ex- expensive. I think we had them for like a couple of hours or maybe even three hours. And it was like, for me and my wife both, it was like 60 bucks or something That's for not both bad. of us. So. I was expecting you to stay in the hundreds. No, uh-uh. So I was like, I was like worth it, yeah. you know, most definitely. For sure. So you got anything on your mind? I got one thing if you ain't got anything. No, well, it's, uh, the floor is yours. Well, the one thing that that uh, I've been, you know, pondering is our education system. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I'm not saying I know how to fix it, um, but what I do think is that it's broken. Oh, yeah. Um, I also that, think there's a group of people that know what they're talking about, you know? Oh, that yeah, know, most definitely. That know, because it's not one overnight change. See, you know, I think that, a, but I think there's a lot of teachers out there, too, that, I mean, the vast majority of them really care. I mean, because you have to care, especially in our state, you have to care about the kids uh, in order to do that job because it's long hours. I mean, my wife was a teacher for a while. I was a teacher for a while. Yeah. Um, it's long hours doing, I mean, it ain't just going and babysitting kids all day. I mean, because you got lesson plans that are expected of you to make and, you know, you end up working into the night doing them. Yep. And papers, grading papers, whatever. And then during the day. You can take a day off without like making a, I'm pretty sure you have to make a lesson plan for the substitute, right? Yeah. If you're in school, I I mean, one of the perks of course is you get summers off, but I mean, here in North Carolina, I mean, there's not nothing paid like they are in other parts of the country, but I mean, it's like it's about like being a police officer. Mm-hmm. You couldn't pay me enough money to do it right now. Well, that's what I was. Uh, that's was my first thought when you said that the vast majority of them do care. Because like I thought back to my time, and especially high school, because that I feel like you know before high school, it's kind of like do as you're told. But high school is where you really start thinking for yourself and and um, like developing your own personality, really. Yeah. And I remember like. I would say it was 50-50 for teachers that really seemed to care if they were making an impact on students versus the ones that were just showing up and waiting for the weekend or whatever you yeah. want, you know. Well, my thing is not necessarily the bad teachers that I want to talk about, but it's more so like the actual Curriculum. mechanics of the system, you know, and it's not even necessarily that. It's It's like, you know, from kindergarten through the 12th grade, you are trained to come in, sit down, be quiet, listen to this person in front of you talk. Um, they tell you a bunch of information. You regurgitate that information on a test form, and then you move on to something else. Yeah. You know? And um, 
one of the things that um, I heard over the weekend, because we were actually listening to some podcasts and stuff on the way um, to and from Washington, and um, one of the ones that we were listening to, one of the things was a speech, this guy, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he said that um, he was talking about how the current education system that we have now was started after the, or during or after the uh, Industrial Revolution. And the reason that it is set up the way it's set up is because they were trying to make good factory workers. Yeah. And, you know, so you go in, you sit down at a factory, you go in, you get on your spot on the assembly line, you know, and you, you do your work. And that's what they were training, and they were training you to do that. Mm-hmm. And here we are, what, over 100 years later from the Industrial Revolution, and we're still using this same system, even though the majority of jobs now are not manufacturing jobs. Yep. You know, and and telling, I mean, because, you know, i got young kids, and the youngest one's in kindergarten right now. And, of course, he hasn't been in school. He's been digital or virtual because of COVID. But the fact that the thought of him going in now, you know, and his personality and his bubbly self, you know, and happy-go-lucky self, and being told to stand in a line, um, sit down, be quiet, I'm going to talk to you this whole time. You know, I mean... It just it, it hurts my heart a little bit. Yeah, it's bit. a cookie cutter system. Yeah, for, for everybody. For everyone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and, and that really bothers me. I mean, that, I, was, that was a big problem for me because it's not like I'm dumb. You know, I was never dumb, but I didn't have the best grades in it because I couldn't I couldn't put myself in that. Yeah. You know, it was because I like every everything's always shut down. You know, like yeah. if you think outside the box or they want you to remember what's in the book and then. Yeah, get the exactly. answer right on the test, and yeah, that's exactly. it. Exactly, you know? and then after that, they don't Cause care. Because really, right. I think they just care about good test scores, right? Yeah. Oh well, see, and that's uh, a lot of teachers. That's how they're paid. Like a supplement to their to their regular pay is based off their test scores. And of course, if you if your test scores don't improve, and you're like core subjects like math, science, reading, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. If your test scores don't aren't proficient to where the state says that your score should be, then you know you can get in trouble and potentially get fired for yeah. not teaching well enough. But I mean, even past that point, I mean, it, it's really on a kid's level because of everything that you have going on now. I mean, think of the people that, when you think of a successful person, somebody that has made it in life, who would you think of? Who's the first person that comes to your mind? Elon. Elon Musk, did he go to college? Probably. I don't really know. I don't think he did. I kind of I know like that did, Jeff Bezos didn't. Yeah. Amazon. I know that um, Mark Zuckerberger dropped out of yeah. college. A lot of people, that's the case a lot of times. Jeff, Go- Jeff uh, Steve, Steve Jobs didn't go to college. Yeah. I mean, you got all these people that were very successful that never went to college. And I think the basis of all of this comes off of the way we learned. Mm-hmm. And I think kids, even hard to reach kids, you know, kids that are uh, like in our county, which is a very high poverty rate, and in a lot of cases, unfortunately, the kid, the the parents really send those kids to school for the sole purpose of babysitters. Yeah, they're not having to deal with them. And so, in our case, I mean, I think that if you would uh, make school fun and make it about things that the kids wanted to learn about, then 
the chances of them graduating and learning the material and retaining the material are a lot higher. I mean, think about like basketball, all right? Say you, want, you, you really enjoyed basketball and that's what you wanted to be, all right? You were a young kid, you wanted to be a basketball player. Do you know how much you could do with that? Like in math, in reading, in science? I mean, uh, there's so much because when you start talking about plays, like basketball plays, you're working on geometry, you're talking about keeping score, you're working on counting and your numbers. There's books out there about basketball, and you know something. There's one about Michael Jordan. I mean, there, you know, yeah. all kinds of books that you can read about basketball. I mean, science. I'm, you know, then you start getting into your athletic science. You know about, you know, how you need to run to, you know, do this, and it moves this muscle, and you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and and then that kid that's in enjoying basketball, you know, and it, and that's his thing to do. Like he's retaining that information because it has to do with something that he enjoys. Yeah. You know, I mean, it don't have to be that. I mean, you could even do video games. You know. Yep. You start talking about creating a video game. Oh, that's a lot of math and and stuff in that because you got to get the geometry right and and the graphics and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, there's all kinds of stuff like that. And there was a. Uh, Katie was telling about somebody she knew. Um, I can't remember who it was now, but. Uh, I, th I think it was one of her friends uh, when she lived up north. But um, her son, her whole son's class, like, uh, wrote um, beats was one of the things they did, like rap Producing beats. Producing beats, yeah. Like, they, they did beats. And uh, at the end of this, they submitted them to some some person or whatever. And, you know, they would be heard by all these different like record labels and stuff. Yeah. Well, his beat actually got picked up by two rappers. And they said, hey, we'd like to use your beat. So now this kid's in like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, something like that. And he's getting a royalty check because these guys used his beat. Right, and that money's probably gonna be used for something within that industry too, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, he probably wants to oh, grow yeah. up and do that. And he might, I don't know the kid, but. But that's you know, where you, you intertwine real life with school. Exactly. You know? But and it's not about that. make these people's dreams come true. But people, I, I feel like from a young age, you they kill your imagination. Oh, most definitely. Because I used to be very imaginative. And most then definitely. I remember probably around like third or fourth grade, man, it like just, it died off. And yeah. I just stopped thinking about things that didn't exist because yeah. the real world really was starting to set in, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and think about like where people could be if, Instead of trying to make sure we hit these test scores, you know, we're actually engaging the kids and wanting the kids to learn. Do you know how learning was uh, pre-Industrial uh, Revolution? Revolution? Uh, I want to say it was virtually non-existent and, or taught by your parents or something. I don't know. It was one-room schoolhouses. Full so, of probably hundreds of kids. Well, I mean, you might have hundreds of kids, but a lot of them had like first grade through like eighth grade ninth grade in one classroom you know so like your older kids would help your younger kids learn and do stuff that you know, you see what i'm saying yeah but they're not really learning new material they're just kind of there as but they're also teaching them new material oh, yes okay. but you see what i'm saying but yeah. like the older kids will help the younger kids and sometimes the younger kids help the older kids right on stuff you know um but I mean, that one-room classroom is how they used to do it. And now, 
it's like first grade, second grade. I mean, because they didn't really have like grades. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was just like you went to school. You right. know. Um, and I think they they might have had grades, but it was just like everybody was in the same classroom, so it really didn't matter. You yeah. know. And so the kid that might not be as proficient at say reading, you know, well he's still getting even though he's with him being in that same classroom, he still can listen to the lessons from a grade lower than him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that he can catch on a little faster because everybody learns at different rates. Yeah. I mean, just because I can read in kindergarten, it may be second grade before you yeah. pick on to it. But then normally, I mean, most of the studies that you look at, it normally, um, by like, I can't remember what grade it is, but they, like everybody's on the same level, like by this grade. It's just like when our son was born premature. Mm-hmm. They said, yeah, he's small right now. He's small right now, you know. But by the time he gets to this age, he's going to be leveled out, and it'll be like all the other kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? He'll he'll be in that normal percentile. Yeah. You know, and I think that's I think that's a big thing because, like, if you can't read in second grade, and, you know, I taught middle school, and I had people in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade that could not read. Right. And I'm not talking about a little bit. I'm talking about not at all. Yet they had made it to 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. I'm not saying we should have failed them. What I'm saying is someone else failed them. Yeah. They didn't teach them how to read. Yeah. You know, they didn't try to reach out to that individual student and, and, that, and, yeah, I mean, and you help can, them. The parents have some blame, but at the end of the day, the parents are sending their kids to school for that reason. To teach them things that they should know. Yes, you know? and 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 the parents does have a lot to do with it though, because a parent has to reinforce what's going on in school. And the earlier you start, especially like reading and stuff like that, the easier it is to really catch on. Because it's like one of like me or you trying to learn a second language. Yeah. Right now, you know, yeah, I mean, exactly. it's just so much harder than if we would have done it when we were your son's age. Well, like you were talking about with the learning a second language, you know. I couldn't fathom. I mean, I took all these years of, like, Spanish in school, and I can't tell you more than about five words of, of it, even though I learned it then. Yeah. Because that's not the way that I learn. So, you know, a lot of times kids, I feel like, I mean, I mean, think about it like this. If if you would have, sorry, there's a gnat flying around <laughs> my face here. If, um, if you were to really be interested in something, all right? You learn more about it because you're interested in it. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah, know? I mean, you, you would research it on your own time. I mean, you know, exactly. go to the library, whatever it is. So why can't we do that? I mean, and libraries are going to be a thing of the past eventually anyway because of yeah. Google. But I was it, talking about and, in recent years, you know, yeah. that's how and, you would do it. And it's even like right now to the point, like why should you, your kids have to know some of that information when they can look it up online? It's, I mean, it's like instantaneous. It ain't like... It used to be where you just had to know how to do this stuff because, you know, you, you would have to go dig a book out, find a book, figure out how to do it by reading it. Yep. Now you can watch a YouTube video on how to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I guarantee you somebody out there has done a YouTube video on whatever you're needing done. Oh, for sure. You know? And so, like, why do we even have to do that? Like, why, why not just have it set up to where you can learn how to think 
You know what I mean? Learn how to figure out problems. Uh, problem solving. You know, instead of regurgitating information. It's kind of like I was telling somebody the other day about a story about when I was in college. And we had this one professor. And I thought at the time, I was like, oh, this is a really cool professor. Because I don't know why, but I've always just been really good at school. Um, now, I'm not saying I always made straight A's. But I didn't have to try. And I could make B's easy. Yeah. C's, you know, on test. I could look over my notes or look, you know, skim through the track chapter on a, in a, in a book. And I would pretty much have enough working in knowledge of it to be able to pass a test. You know, see, similar to like, I guess maybe we got that from a common gene because yeah. it's specifically history, man. I was very interested, but every, every day, every class of history I took, you know, all through high school, I slept every single day pretty much, Yeah. but I did my homework. And somehow I passed the test, you know, but it, yeah. I never listened to the lectures or whatever you want to call that, readings through the books. Well, I had a history class in college, and, and like I said, he was one of my favorite professors, but it was because he didn't make us come to class. You didn't have to go. And I, I had a guy that lived on the hall with me in the dorms, and he said, uh, after he was in that same class, and I was like, man, I was like, you know, he ain't requiring us to come. I mean, he don't really care if we're there or not. But the only test, the only grade in the class is, like, the test. I was like, why don't you go? I think it was, like, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I was like, why don't you go, like, Monday, Wednesday, you know, or every other day. You know, we'll alternate, yeah. and we'll take notes while we're in the class. And then we'll just compare notes and study the notes and, and go with it. And so, like, I made, like, a 90-something on that on in the whole class. Yeah. You know, and I went half the time. Right. You know, and wasn't even there. But I've always been blessed by being able to do that. But other people cannot. Like, I know people that stress out. You start talking about a test. I don't bother me. Yeah. You, you tell me I'm having a test, I'll be like, all right. You yeah. know? And um, it's just like when I went. 50-50 chance. I like, mean, for you know? work. Yeah. For, and for work, I went and took the um, uh, spraying class, you know, the test to, to be able to spray uh, pesticides and stuff. And, like, yeah, I studied a little bit, but I just kind of flipped through the book a little bit, like just like I did in high school and college. Yeah. You know, just kind of flipped through the book a little bit, but I didn't study much. I made like a 96 on it, you know? And then there was other people that was in that class that I know that from other areas that we work in, you know, from other um, uh, greenhouses and stuff that, that, that work with them that, I mean, they studied hard, you know, and like had pages of notes that I saw, and they like either barely passed or failed it, you know? And, and I, I've just always been blessed by that. But most of the information that, just like with that test, it's just me regurgitating information. Yeah. I don't necessarily remember, even now, you know, that's been a year ago that I took that test. Some of that stuff that was questions on there, I probably wouldn't get them right right now. Yeah. Because the day before the test, I flipped through the book and just kind of read the cliff note version of it. And enough of that retained in my short-term memory Yep. that I was able to pass it. Whereas, in fact, there was a lot of that that didn't pertain to the job that we do here. Yeah, right? exactly. And and there's even stuff like in high school, like, once again, Spanish. Yep. I mean, I passed all the tests. I took all the way to Spanish like three or something. I can't speak more than five words of Spanish. Algebra. Yeah, I took Algebra 1, Algebra 2, Algebra whatever. I can't tell you. Yeah. I mean, you start telling me how to figure out X... I'm not sure I can do it, you know? And and that's kind of where my point is, is, like, it's broken. Like, we're pushing these kids along 
tell them to sit down and shut up, you know, in school, and and when they get out, they're lost. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, well, what am I supposed to do? Because they're not working industrial jobs anymore. They're having to try to get on at Google or Microsoft or whatever like this, these big Facebook, these big companies, and these big companies are asking them, like, like problem solving. Yep. Like, how are you going to solve this problem? And they're like, a lot of them are probably lost, yeah. you know? Yeah, and they're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean... I mean, what you said or like at the beginning is is pretty much spot on is the, to the fact that a lot of that changes with the industrial re- revolution, you know? Yeah. I mean, our whole way of life really changed. Oh, I mean, yeah. Before that, it wasn't a, people, everyone went working nine to fives, you know? And, and this is where we need to change again, though. Yeah. I mean, we're to the point, and it should have been 20 years ago, that we changed again because it's not 19, early 1900s anymore, mm-hmm. you know? It's... 2021 you know we got to change the way we do things and it's not change the curriculum necessarily it's change the way it's taught change the way the not only teachers look at it but as your principals your superintendents your school boards your state school boards and your federal school boards because a lot of this stuff comes down from the federal government yeah. You know, you got to have these tests and these certain grades, you got to have these tests and that's what they gauge your school off of is those tests. But see, you know? I feel like it should be more about Now this is kind of off off topic. I mean, it's still on the topic of education, but uh I'm sure you've heard of the Misfits podcast, right? Correct. All right. So there's two guys on there that went to school in New Zealand. Um but it was a different it was a which I've heard them explain it a little bit but it, I can't remember the details, but it was very, like, it promoted, like, imagination, and, and it, it tried to make learning fun, and those, they, they specifically said that they are so glad that they went to that school because they wouldn't have been where they are now, like, as content creators, as, like, people with personality, if yeah. they would have went to, like, a normal public school because they, try, I mean, it's... Yeah, and that's, I mean... It almost feels like truth. prepping you for jail. Like, yeah. in a way, walking yeah. a single-file line, here's when you can eat, here's when you can go outside. Exactly. I mean... <laughs> exactly. I hadn't thought about that, but you're, I mean, you're exactly right, you know? I they mean, just teach you to conform to yeah. whatever they say. I mean, and, and I don't mean who, I don't know who they is, but, yeah, you know... but, I mean, it's broken. Yeah. And the more that we can, you know, I mean, and, and even people like... It's so hard for people to think outside the box like me and you are yeah. right now. I mean, there's probably people going to listen to this and be like, these guys are nuts, mm-hmm. you know, because this is the way it's got to be. Yeah, you got to get up. You got to work. I'm not saying I don't agree with public education. I think that public education is, is a right. You yeah. know? I mean, I think that everyone should have a free public education, K through 12, no strings attached. But there you know shouldn't what I mean? be such a but, big gap between the the worst education that we get in this country and the best public education that we get in this country. Exactly. You know? And, you know, it's one of them things where, you know, I don't necessarily want my kids to do that. You know? I don't want my kids to be sitting in a classroom and, you know, not be able to talk and share their ideas with the teacher. You yep. know? Because that teacher's standing up front, just lecturing the whole time, mm-hmm. you know? Reading from the book. Reading from <laughs> the book, you know? I don't want my kids to lose their imagination 
and to lose their their problem solving skills even right now i mean and that's the way we've raised our kids i mean that scott that's the way we've done him but the other two that's the way you know we're gonna do them as they get older is that you know they ask us a question and we say well how can we figure that how can you figure that out and let him kind of walk through it in his mind how to figure it out it's just like when he was learning to read you know i mean he's in kindergarten and can read yeah. right now you know and uh, and not the toot his horn or our horn but or mostly my wife's horn for free you but, know it wasn't like he just learned how yeah, to read i but mean you guys I don't, have to we don't sit there and tell him you know i make a point when we're reading books not to tell him let him struggle a little bit you know with the word yep and then if he asks me for help i'll say well let, how about we sign, sound it out mm-hmm. and then he'll sound it out most of the time he'll get it and if he don't get it I'll try to help him out by sending out the first few letters or something, you know. And then he catches on. And then he'll kind of catch on, and eventually, you know, he catches on. That's what he's going to do, so there ain't no, you know, that's what I'm going to tell him to do. Yeah. So he needs to problem solve it on his own Yeah. to try to figure it out, and then last resort, come to me. Right. You know? And it's just like he was doing Legos the other day. And, I mean, he's following the directions like T to T. You know, just he flips open the book. He made a tractor of some kind out of mini legos you know (laughs) and i looked at the box and it was like eight plus was like the number like the age what they said was for eight plus and the the kid's six yeah you know and i I know he may be an exception you know instead of the normal but i just think about like all these other kids and all these other parents and and a lot of them want the same thing i mean as a parent you want your kids to be better than you are Mm-hmm. And you, you know? want them to be the best version of themselves you exactly. know, that they can possibly exactly. be. Exactly. And and I don't think that that has anything to do with sitting in the classroom with a teacher standing there saying, this is what you got to learn. You learn it fast enough to take the test, and then you forget it. This, you know? I kind of feel like, a, con, like a, a conspiracy theorist when I say stuff like this, but I feel like a lot of it is about money. And it probably does. And I'm not talking about like short on funding for yeah. schools because that definitely is an issue. I remember when I was in school, they went through a paper shortage. You know, like they couldn't afford paper. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. You know, it was like it was. Yeah. When I was teaching, like, they limited our number of copies. Yeah, they were printing it on front and back, yeah. and I mean, it was like crazy. Yeah. You know, and that's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about like, do they get money for each kid that goes to that school? Oh yeah. And see, yeah. I feel like that's a big thing, man. And, and see, that, and that's why a lot of people in the like teachers union like North Carolina is not a unionized state but like up north and stuff where there's teachers unions they do not like private schools because if you're if the kid's not going to public school they don't get that money even though they're living in their area you know and homeschooling is the same way and that's kind of why that stigma of people that were homeschooled has been there you know like I don't know if you know anybody that's been homeschooled but like you know a lot of times people are like oh he was homeschooled you know, like sometimes you kind of get that kind of putting that stigma on them, like, oh, uh, you know, he was homeschooled. He's a little strange, you know. But I mean, sometimes you might not be able to tell. I mean, Katie was homeschooled, right. you know. So it's I mean, you couldn't tell that. But a lot of a lot of a lot of people kind of put that stigma on homeschooling. Yeah. Well, that stigma comes, I feel like, from them saying, "Well, homeschooling's not as good as public education." You know what I'm saying? Because they want people to not homeschool so that then they, that kid will be in class. Yeah, they place that false narrative. And they can get that money. On, 
homeschooling. Exactly. What did I feel like the problem with homeschooling is not the fact of them learning everything; it's the fact of them being deprived from the social aspect. Yeah. Oh, I agree. You yeah, I'm 100. I'm mean, not necessarily a, for that homeschooling. That is such an easy workaround. That's not even a problem. Like in, in yeah. essence, you know. Yeah. Because what and you can finish in eight hours in a in a public school, you can probably do in four at home. You yeah. know, well, that's a half a day, and then that's four hours you could do. You could spend learning things you like, doing things you like, you know. And the other thing that I wanted to touch on that went away with, like, the Industrial Revolution, I mean, it, to some extent. I mean, there is still some out there, but it ain't nothing like it used to be, is that, like, learning, like, doing an internship. Right. Um, I mean, yes, you have some in college, you know, for for doing that, or in high school, you might have some kind of internship, but it ain't like it was pre-Industrial Revolution, pre-Industrial Revolution, you was like, okay, I'm interested in, I'm good with my hands. You know, I want to be a mechanic. I'm interested in doing that. So you may go and apprentice and work for a mechanic, mm-hmm. learning how to fix stuff, learning how to do this. And, you, and you, you're partnered with this guy, and he's, like, really teaching you. He ain't just, like, using you as slave labor. Right. You know what I mean? He's really teaching you how to do it. And back then it was probably, like, blacksmithing or you know, leather work or, you know, seamstress or whatever, Tattooing you know, something like that. Yeah. And, but learning, like somebody actually teaching somebody how to do it, but they were doing it in school. And then like, if you got in there and like, you were doing it and you were like, yeah, this ain't really for me. I'm not really enjoy it. You can change, you know, it, it ain't like you're locked in, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you go to college, like there was a huge shortage of engineers. Well, I went to call. I mean, uh, overwhelmed. No, I'm sorry. Nurses. There was nurses everywhere. Like nurses had a problem finding a job. Um, when I first went into college, because I kind of wanted to go into healthcare. I thought that that was a kind of cool thing to be do. Around a while, you know? too. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and, and but the counselor that I had was like, "Oh, you don't really want to do nursing because you know all the nurses are out there, and they can't find jobs. And so when you get out, you're gonna not have a job." So, of course, I found something else to do because I was like, well, I don't really want to yeah. not have a job after I've spent four years of my life in college. So, I changed. Well, guess what? When I got out of college, guess what? There was that. a shortage of <laughs> yeah. nurses because all for they told how many ever years, they yeah. told all these people not to do it. Yeah. And then there was a shortage of it. Yep. You know, I've heard the same thing about engineers. Another guy had told me about that. So, that's why I'd mentioned that. But, you know, and that, that was years before me. Because, right. I mean, that guy's in his 60s right now, you know? And he was like, you know, I wanted to be an engineer, but they told me not to. And so he went into something else, you know? Yeah. And then they, when he got out, there was a shortage in engineers. So, you know, I think that internship is a huge thing because then you can get out there and you can explore different things. And if you start it when they're young, if you start it when they're in middle school, high school, I'm not talking about little kids, but I'm talking like middle school, high school age, go ahead and start giving them some internships, yeah. you know? Let them try they do some it things for out. Teachers. There's like intern, like the high school I went to had as a senior, like you could, if you wanted to be a teacher, you could do a teacher assistant. Yeah. Or you went to a elementary school and were essentially like the helper yeah. in that classroom. You know, you got to see how it would be to be in a classroom. Yeah, and see something like that. And would there be needs good. to be more of that you know? for more areas. Of, I mean, and I almost think it should be like mandatory. Yeah. You know, like everybody has to take so many internships. Throughout their Almost like high school elective, career, like yeah, in school, yeah, but like you have to have so many, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you can go to the and 
you can either do all the same kind of thing. Like if you want to be a plumber, you know, and, and like your first one was plumbing, yeah. you really enjoyed it. You were good at it. I mean, you could do it the whole time, you know? Right. And for every, all your credits that you needed. You know, and then you and, already and, have four years of experience. You exactly. You started as a freshman. Exactly. You, you, you know, and then you... Then you can go out. That's a big thing. You graduate from college, and they don't want to hire you because you they don't have any experience. experience. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And how are you supposed to get experience without, without getting hired? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I th- that that whole system with college is just a, is is real messed up because yeah. there's so many people I know that went to college, um, like friends that they graduated and they went back to working jobs that they were working before. You know, while yeah. they were in college. Well, look at me. I mean, oh, the yeah, job yeah. that I yeah. have right now has nothing to do with what I went to school for. Yeah. And yeah. that was a big problem of mine. Like, what? how am I supposed to decide what I'm going to do for the rest yeah. of my life when I'm 18, exactly. 19 years old? Exactly. You know? And I still like the idea of college. Like, one day if I'm set, like, you know, I don't really have to work as much, I'd like to, to take some colleges, like, some college courses that I'm interested in, you know? Yeah. Because it's good to, like, those philosophy classes, man, do people just come out and talk about ideas that they've had in their head, you know, yeah. that that is not acceptable anywhere else, yeah. you know? <laughs> I, I feel like that's a good... That's the the environment that is it promotes innovation. Yeah, you know, and oh, that's what this country was built on is innovation. Yeah. But and that was robbed, and now everyone's working fast food and yeah. manual labor well, or whatever. Not it is. much because like all the local uh, <laughs> yeah, all places hiring. are closed. Now, you know, they're closing down because everybody's quit. Making more on unemployment. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's another podcast there talking about that. <laughs> but um, the other point like is like that that I want to hit here like at the end or whatever is like and, and we touched on a little bit was like curriculum but you know they make stuff so hard now yeah like this common core math you know common core or whatever it is I mean when I was teaching it was just starting to come out a little bit and like we had to do stuff like related to all the subjects so if you were in math class you also had to incorporate literature and you know reading and you know stuff like that in there if you were in science which was easy you could incorporate math and stuff easily in that but then like in my case i was a physical education teacher you know i had to incorporate all this stuff into it you know and 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 you're like if you eat two apples today yeah you know like and 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 so it's like you know what what's going on here you know um but it seems like it's just so much harder. And, and I guess if you know how to do it that way, that's the way, you, you know, it's easy for you. But, I mean, mental math, I mean, you just, you know, right? spit the numbers out. You know, I'm, I mean, I have to do math every day. And not hard math, not algebra or pre-calculus or anything like that. Just adding in subtraction, Yeah. you know? Basic math. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I have to do that every day. Most people and, do, I mean, and, <laughs> in uh, and, some form. And... But not only that, but the other thing that just kind of grinds my gears is the erasing of history. Because I am a history person. I love history. I almost, I was so close to going into history major when I was in college. But the only reason I didn't like to teach history was because you had to double major in order to teach history. You had to do political science and history. And I was like, eh... I ain't sure I like college that much to get two majors, yeah. you know? So uh, that's when I switched over and was like, well, I like doing sports too. I mean, I played sports all throughout high school. I was like, you know, let's try PE. Right. Because I knew math and, like, reading and stuff. I didn't want nothing to do, you know, literature yeah. and stuff like that. I knew I didn't want to do nothing like that. 
Um, so I was like, well, we'll try PE. So I did it and I liked it and ended up what I graduated with. But, you know, it is a known like fact that history will repeat itself, you know, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. It will repeat itself. And so that's what worries me about erasing history. You know, I'm not talking about monuments and tearing down them. I could care less. That's just a piece of rock. You know, I, I, I don't care about that. You know, I'm talking about what our kids are learning. You know, but what's the importance of learning about the Holocaust? The importance of learning about it? Yeah. So that it won't repeat. But itself. if you learn how bad that was and how these kids' lives, like the diary of Anne Frank, yeah. you know, if you read that book and hear like how bad that was, you know, you're like, man, how could we let that happen? But that doesn't stuff like that isn't going to resonate with some people you know like they're not gonna like people that lack empathy they're not going to be able to put themselves in in a jewish person's shoes going through a concentration camp like they're just not going to feel those emotions that are required to understand like how truly bad that was you know therefore like what's the there point of teaching some someone that doesn't understand well there that, well you know? i mean and that's where we get back to individualized yeah because like some people may not learn that well, way. How do you teach individualized like history, though? You know, like you decide what each student's going to learn. No, you have to teach them through. Like I was talking about, hands-on stuff, group learning. You know, they have to figure it out themselves. You give them the question, and they have to figure it out themselves. Um, one of the things that was just starting when I was teaching was like the question of the day or something like that. So, like whatever you were talking about, well, your main point was. For that day, you had to write on the board that question. So at the end of the day, the kids should be able to answer that question. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and so doing that same kind of thing, but instead of me standing up there teaching to them, and then them having to answer that question after regurgitation, they figure out the answer to that question. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. On yeah. their own. Yeah, yeah. And, no, I see what you mean. And, and not necessarily just regurgitating that information back up. I just feel like history is skewed as it is. Well, history, I had a history, because I still, like I said, I enjoy history. Yeah. So I took a lot of history classes, and um, just because I enjoyed them, and they were counted towards the education degree, you know, I mean, some of my credits I needed. And one of the one of the best ones that he said was, the winners write the history books, you know? So you don't hear the loser's side of the story. Right. You know? Uh, you hear that's the winner. That's a biased point of view. And right? that's from the beginning of history to present day you know so why should we keep teaching a biased point of view towards history the history itself is what's important not the thoughts and ideas that are biased yeah okay? it's just strange to me that history has always been taught you know for the most part I mean for the most part I yeah. mean since the beginning of time like you yeah. know since you writing learn I mean, about your been, ancestors yeah. and stuff yeah but I feel like in that, in some way, inspires people to recreate history, you know, to recreate the past. Oh my God, Hitler, like, he had so much power. And what if somebody craves that power and they, you know, which, I mean, you know, it's, it's highly, highly unlikely for another Adolf Hitler to happen unless they are a leader of a country, you know? Yeah. And to become a leader of a country, your chances are very slim, you yeah. know? So I just feel like for us to re like, to relive the Holocaust isn't gonna, you know, it, that's not gonna happen 
it may happen in a different form, like you were saying, a, a different race, a different yeah. religion, whatever it may be. But at the same time, you're teaching a, a side of history that is biased, and that's my problem. Because just like Christopher Columbus, when I learned in school, oh, he founded America. But what they didn't tell you is that they came over here and spread plague all through Native Americans, ravaged, told them, you know, like pretty much starved them out in order for them to get food. Exactly. You know, and that's I mean, where you just, and that's where you have different age levels. See, I learned about how they did that. But but it was remember. in high school before I did that. You know, it may be middle school, but mostly high school I think. Because when you're a kid, you know, you don't want to teach your kid about how the world is. I mean really and truly. I mean, I don't want my kids. I don't want my kids at the age they are now. That's another one that's up for debate. Because at the age they are right now, I don't want them. I want them to be continue to be their happy selves. I don't want them to know and worry about. Because Scott, Scott, my oldest, he's a warrior. I mean, he'll worry about anything. You know, he can relate. (laughs) I mean, he he read a book the other day about Alexander Hamilton, and you know, he was shot by Aaron Burr. Okay. Um, because they had a disagreement and they had a duel and and um and Aaron Burr hit him and killed him. So he was so tore up because he the guy had got shot, you know, in this book. Now when we let him that's one of the books we brought back from Washington for him and you know, we probably should have read through it and saw that and been like, Oh, okay, maybe when he gets a little older he can read this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, we didn't think about that. Well, that was eating him alive, you know? And so his outlook on life, you see what I'm saying? For yeah. Even though that little bit, that skewed his reality of things, knowing that people used to do that, you know, that people used to have duels, yeah. you know? Um, one time, one of the things that he did, he was scared to death that bears were going to come in the house, you know? As simple as that sound is because we watched the bear hunt all the time, you know, and read that book all the time. Um, you know, we're going on a bear hunt. It's going to be, you know, whatever, you know, and we, we did that all the time. And so he was at the end of the book, the bear like chases him. And so he was worried to death that this bear is going to come after him. So if you teach the kids at a young age, okay, this is who found, not necessarily that it was a good thing. You know, I'm not saying you say, Oh, like you were just saying, like this guy founded America this guy was the first guy you know to sail across the world he thought that the world wasn't flat you know he thought that the world was round that was the whole reason he went um and that's why they're called indians is because he thought he got to india and so he was sailing on the other side he didn't know there was another landmass there and so he was sailing around the world to get to india and landed and was like oh well look at this i'm at india and then I'll come to find out it wasn't India. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's how that started, you know. And so you teach them in the beginning, yes, he came, and this is why he was coming, was for this reason. As they get older, you start learning about, okay, well, when he came, not only he started plagues, you know, you know they brought diseases that, the, you know, that the Native Americans were not, were not, um used to that that they didn't have an immune to yeah and so it wiped them out you know and then you start talking about like even in american history you start talking about like what we did to native americans after that like even after we were a country you know it's horrible you know i mean and the fact that 
that is a history. If you erase that history, like that didn't happen, I feel like that's hurting the Native Americans because that's part of what happened to them. Yeah. You know? And it's the same thing with slavery. If you erase slavery and say, well, let's don't talk about it because it, like it never happened, you know, I mean, that's a part of our history. It, it's a bad part. Yeah. I mean, but there's good parts, not to slavery, but I'm saying there's good parts of our history too that aren't all, it's not all bad history, but it is part of our history. Yeah. And we learn from our mistakes. You know, just like if we do something wrong in the real world, you learn not to do that again. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's kind of, when I say history, that's what I'm talking about. Now, the winners write the history books goes back to like wars. You know? Um, why did, was the French and Indian War? Why did we have the Revolution War? Revolutionary War. You know? I mean, you know the reason, I'm sure. You know, because they were getting taxed and all that money was going to Britain. They didn't have no representation in 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 England. So they were like, hey, we don't like this idea. Right. You know? We're over here, we wanna do our own thing. So you know, and they said no <laughs> because you're English colonies, no. And so we said, We are <laughs> you know, and then yeah. Declaration of Independence was sent, the war started. We end up winning. Winners wrote the history books. Because right. if England would have won, the war probably would have still been in there, but it would have been about how bad they beat us. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the winner writes the history book. And when you start talking about the Holocaust and stuff, I mean, that's not something you teach elementary school kids. No. You know? But see, here's here was my point with that is my, the comparison I'm, I'm going to make is you take a kid that was grown like raised in a very very strict home up until they go off to college right mm-hmm. okay. very strict they weren't allowed to to do much i mean you know that they the friends had to come to their house okay the the works uh, as far as strict parenting goes they go off to college they're on their own their friends are with friends are the ones that, that get me because if you don't teach your kids something the kids their age are going to teach them, and they're not going to teach them right. Yeah. And so when those kids go off to college, they start learning things on their own. There's this whole world that they didn't even know exists. Didn't even Drugs. Know. I mean, they might want to try it, you know. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying to teach your seven-year-old or eight-year-old or nine-year-old about crack cocaine, yeah. you know, nothing like that. I'm just saying there comes a point where you should no longer shade them from things that really exist and oh, things that they're going to probably come in contact with in some capacity. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, I mean, the evilness of the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's the part. It's not necessarily that you got to feel empathy towards anybody that was in there. You yeah. know, it's the evilness that was associated with that. You know, because really a lot of people didn't even know that was going on. Right. Until late, you know, like later into the war when they started getting to these camps and going, whoa, what is this? You know? And, and there's a whole other side, too, of... Like there was a whole research side to yeah to Germany, you know. Yeah. I mean eugenics and all that, like mm-hmm. literally trying to create the perfect human being, yeah. and that that was something that I learned on my own. I yeah. didn't learn that in school. I didn't learn about eugenics until yeah. I was in my twenties. Yeah, you know. I mean, once again, that's and that's something that's very. I feel like that is a very that's a staple in like ger- what the Germans were really like going for. Yeah, that's what they that's know? the reason they wanted to exterminate the Jews. Yeah, they wanted the perfect race. Because they wanted <laughs> that to be God's chosen people. Yeah. They wanted the German people to be God's chosen people and not the Jewish people. Right. I mean that's what it all stems from. Yeah. You know? 
So, I mean, and we can go on and on and on about <laughs> anything talking about history and stuff like that. Because, like I said, I'm, and I don't I'm not saying I know it all in history, and I may skew my facts a little bit because I'm going regurgitating off of memory. Right. But um, you know, I have a vast working knowledge of how it how the history went. You know, yeah. and it's my point of view on the history. You know, um. You know, but but my point is, is getting back to what we were talking about was if you change the history, you know, if you're erasing, not necessarily change it, but if you're erasing parts of it, you know, like this didn't happen, you know, Jim Crow didn't happen, you know, the Jim Crow era did not happen. You erase that out of the books, okay? I mean, I see what you're talking about when you were talking about, well, somebody then may want to be hear that and be like oh i wish yeah, it was like that i mean that. people do get inspired and, by the villains in, and and, in and there movies, are people you know? like that but the vast majority of people do not you're right no you're you know? absolutely right and the vast majority of people do not i mean would look at that and be like man i cannot believe they did that yeah, that's crazy. i cannot <laughs> believe they had two separate bathrooms you know right. there's two water fountains right beside each other i and can't it's believe crazy they how were, nowadays were. like when i was learning about that man it felt like Holy crap! That was so long ago. But yeah. no, our grandparents were alive. Yeah. You know, yeah. like exactly. that, that was not yeah. that long ago. No, not you know? at all. And I'm not saying that we should erase history, but there's a line where you know here in the South we have a lot of Confederate monuments and stuff, yeah. and people claim that as race erasing history when people want them tore down. No, that's erasing something that stood for something that is not fair to everyone. You know. Yeah. And but I, like, how does a monument contribute to history? I mean. Just yeah, because like you I erase said, I a monument. I don't care about the monument. They don't mind right, the but a lot of people do, and they make a big deal out of it like it's erasing history. Yeah. It's, it's part of my heritage. Like, your heritage was hating black people, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Well, you know, it just... I don't... I, like I said, I don't care about the monuments, but the, the thing that, you know, irks me about all of that is that is that instead of okay let's teach it the way so that people understand this is how it was you know and then this war happened this side lost because I'm going to tell you right now there was a lot of people including some of my ancestors that didn't want no part of the war because why? because they were sharecroppers they, they wasn't plantation owners. They didn't own any slaves. You know, they worked in the field with the slaves. Right. You know, they were sharecroppers. The only difference is, is they got a little bit of money off of it, whereas the slaves didn't. But they had to pay for their housing and all that. Not trying to justify slavery in any way, but they didn't want no part of the war because they were like, that's not going to benefit me at all. Right. Why do I want to go fight this war? They, the one guy ended up going, you know, I think I've talked about this, the way Scott was, I might have, I can't remember it. But yeah. that's what he was named after. I don't remember if that was on a podcast or not. Yeah, but it was like four great uncles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a great, 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 great grandpa or something yeah. of his. And he didn't want no part of it. And he ended up getting like called up to do it. So he went and fought, got captured. They sent him to New York. And he was freezing cold in the wintertime. And the, the Union soldiers were walking around with jackets and had fires and food in their bellies and they didn't have none of that as the soldiers as the prisoners of war and they said hey if you come fight with us we'll give you all this stuff he said sure <laughs> you know because I mean, he didn't care either right. way he didn't want to be there in the first place they put him on a ship sent him down to charleston 
the ship got sunk and he swam back to the shore and walked his happy butt all the way back to where we live at. Yeah. You know? And start went right back to farming. Just like he was doing before he left. Right. You know? Because he didn't care either way. You know, he didn't care about that. You know? It was just a few people. A lot of people, but it was a few people. Going back to, to this, what irritates me about that, though, is that when you erase that part of my family heritage, you know, because he did fight for the Confederacy. But he also fight for the Union. Right. You know? But he fought for both sides. And... That's something that you need to know. Like, he was on the losing side, but he fought for it. You know, but you got to turn your negatives into positives. All right? A good example of that is Robert E. Lee's house. Do you know where that's at? No. Arlington National Cemetery. The main cemetery that all these bigwigs, John F. Kennedy's buried there, is on the There's land. A lot of veterans buried yeah, that's there. like where a, bat, a lot of them. I mean, we didn't go there this time, but I've been there before, and it's just like tombstones everywhere, man. Is it, that where the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier exactly, is? Exactly, yep, okay. that's there. But that was Robert E. Lee's land. His home place is there. Right. You know? Yet, that was a Confederate guy that owned that, you know, and all those people there. And one of the Congress people were talking about moving all those people off of that land. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But the but it's reason, no longer Robert E. Lee's land. No. So like, you know? But the reason they set that up was to get past what had happened, to unite people. You know, they said, okay, we're going to make this a national, you know, and the, there, I think there are some Confederate soldiers that are buried there, and they're, like, all in one section because they wasn't going to be allowed to be buried with everybody else. You know what I mean? Right. Because they wasn't an American. They fought against America. In, in the union, you yeah. know, so they, they're like in their own little section, but they were trying to get over the fact that this happened because you have to move on when stuff like that happens. I feel like that's easier said than done in a lot of cases. Oh, it know? is. I mean, it, it is hard, but it's, it's one of them things where you have to learn. It's just like watching the news. You know, I, I don't think you're a media fan. We've talked about this no, before. No, it's all biased. Yeah, <laughs> but it don't matter which side you look at. But somewhere in the middle is the truth. But nobody talks about the middle. But nobody talks about the middle. Everybody talks about their point of view and whether But somewhere in the middle is right. the truth, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, so if you watch, if somebody only watches Fox News, I'm going to take what they say with a grain of salt. If somebody only watches CNN, I'm going to take what they, say, what they say with a grain of salt because that's one side. You know what I mean? But if you... Listen to the story on Fox News, then listen to the story on CNN. Somewhere in that middle, between what they're saying and they're saying, is probably what actually happened. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. And it's kind of the same way with history. You know, if you can hear both sides, somewhere in the middle is probably where the truth is. You're right. You know? But suggestive reasoning is a big reason for bias in the first place. You know, like, you could put certain words in the history book and it can make things seem... Okay. Okay, yeah. And I'm not saying that that's the case. And at once all, again, it all goes back to who writes the history book. Not necessarily winners, but who writes it. Like, literally writes the history book. Yeah. And then it goes back to the age of the child. You know? I don't want my kid to learn about Holocaust. You know? Right. I don't want my kid to learn about slavery. You right. know? Because right now, he don't see color. Yeah. I mean,. I mean, he never even mentioned color. And we're, what, 80, 90% African-American in our county? 
he don't even he's just like hey my friend just people hey my friend you know such and such he don't he don't see color you know he don't say hey my black friend you know or hey my african-american friend right or hey my mexican friend i mean many kids do you know that's something that they're taught you don't exactly it's something that is taught and that's the way i want him to be yeah but what worries me is he's going to go to school and his friends like you were talking about um are going to start noticing that difference yep you know one of their parents seeing yeah or or say something and then next thing you know oh well i'm supposed to do this because i'm white or you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I'm not supposed to do this because I'm white. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to have dreadlocks, have dreadlocks. I don't care. I mean, I do kind of care. But, <laughs> I mean, not necessarily for the racist point, but I just think, it, you know, I, I want him to have a cleaner head. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if that's when he gets old enough, he wants to do that, whatever. You can do whatever you want to. Right. You know? You want to date someone of the opposite race? I don't care. You know? It don't bother me. Do it. You know? But... What worries me is he's going to get there and do that. And I had a good friend of mine that actually just moved his kids from a daycare because she was like one of like six white kids that were there. And they're the same way as we are. And they're like, don't, you know, mention that, you know, it's just my friend. You know what I mean? There's no color. It's just that person, you know? And she started coming home and she started being sad the girl did and her, so her mom and dad asked her said you know what's what's wrong like why are you not having fun at school and stuff like that and she said she said well um um i'm different than they are and she said well well how are you different she said well i'm white and they're not so someone there kid teacher possibly i don't know more than likely a kid you know had been doing that well they said that they did a little investigation and it turned out to be a teacher that was doing it. Um, that was excluding them. Say, well, you can't do this because you're not white. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't do this because you're white. And was telling them that. And that was the reason why they were doing it. Yeah. You know, it was cause, because of that. Yeah. So now you've ingrained in this kid racism. You know? Just like that. Just that fast. It happened. You know? I mean, I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> I mean, that's a risk you take putting your kids in the, in the hand and the control of other people. Of, of other yeah. people, you know. But and I mean, it's a happy-go-lucky to think that everyone is going to care about your kid the same way that you do. But the fat, the sad track, the sad fact is that that's not the case. Oh yeah, and for I the know, most part. Yeah, you know? and, and I know that. And but the the thing that gets me is people want to get over this, you know. Well, well you got people that want to get over it, and you got people that want to get even. You know, yeah. and that was a case of people wanting to get even. Yeah, you know, and they felt wrong in the past, so therefore they can, feel that they should wrong. Yeah, and you can't move forward at all until my friend, right, this person, right, and that goes right back to the media. And I know we started out on education; we went a little circle here, but. It's the same way with the media. Instead of saying a white man was killed or a black man was killed, just say a man was killed today by police. You know? A, a man was killed uh, or went in and killed 30 people. You, you well, see what I'm saying? I mean... I don't agree with the police aspect. I think police aspect, man, like, that's still... Like, yeah, white people do get killed by the police, but minorities 
are impacted more for the most part. I mean, they're profiled more, they're stopped more because of the rims on their car or whatever you want to say, you know? I mean, I drive, a, I drive a grandma car, I still haven't been stopped, knock on wood, you know? But someone with an Impala on 22-inch rims, he's thought to maybe have some weed in the car or whatever it may be, you know? And that's not always the case. I'm not saying that's always the case. I'm just saying that that is a reason why like the media is never going to change the way that they tell news because of that reason, because of race, because of the divide that it has amongst our population. Yeah. Well, that's a little off our education subject. That's true. But um, we'll get into that <laughs> another time. But I'm about ready to go home. Yeah. I'm tired. It's been a long day. And... um. We've been at it now for an hour now. We oh. said this was going to be a quick one, and yeah. turned out to be the longest one yet. Right. So. Um, Good morning, America. Yeah. We appreciate y'all listening to us, and um, leave us a comment, like, whatever, if it's available. Give us a listen. If you don't like us, we don't care. <laughs> Share your thoughts somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somehow. I'm sure it's available. Get your ideas out there. Yeah. You got a way to fix the education system? Yeah. Let us know. And well, not like we can really do a whole no, lot I'm about it. I'm just saying, let, but, let people know. You know, yeah. I mean, get together with but people. I mean, brainstorm that's the only way and that, do something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm one really, person ain't gonna I'm really the thinking about. System. Yeah, I'm really thinking about running for school board this upcoming election cycle. I got to change my political affiliation first to independent. I'm a registered Democrat. Yeah, and. And I don't really agree with Democrat or the Republican side. So, but you have to do it to get things done. But you have to do it to get things done. So I'm going to switch to independent, and then I can just run and hope for the best. You know? Right. But, oh, you'll get your daily dose of politics in there, buddy. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Because i got a feeling that's a deep rabbit hole, oh, especially sure inside is. the education system. Well, you know, it's just one of them things where I feel like I'm being led to do it. And I almost ran this past time, and um, I didn't. I chose not to, and uh, looking back on it, I should have went ahead. And I mean, I'm just I saying still... I'd register to vote to vote for you. So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I help <laughs> you put up some campaign signs or whatever you need, man. Man, it's all about digital nowadays, baby. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing about Touch this county. This county is like 30 years behind everybody else. <laughs> you know, so they still yeah. put out their political signs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't work, but the people, I didn't see one Facebook ad from anybody that was running. Nah. You know, and if I run, you're gonna be seeing a bunch of them because that's what—that's the only thing I'm gonna spend money on—is digital, digital, digital. Because that's Cause what everybody's, everybody's got at. their phone. Yeah. But no matter who you are, you got a phone. But anyways, thanks for joining us, and um, don't forget to seize the day. We'll see you next week. Carpe diem. Seize the day.